Welcome to There Are Good Things Here, the podcast where we reflect on the lessons Katie Hubbard learned about living as she was preparing to die. I'm your host, Norman Hubbard, and I never once opened Katie's journals while she was alive. Now I'm opening them up to you so you can discover resources for your faith, refreshing honesty, and unexpected joy for the journey through a painful world with a wonderful God. I'm glad that you have tuned back in to There Are Good Things Here. This is the final podcast of the first season of There Are Good Things Here, which means that we've come to the end of Katie's journals in 2015 and the beginning of 2016, leading up to the time of her passing. We'll begin today's podcast Monday, January 4th, 2016, where Katie writes, Dear Lord, The big day is here. Onward, Christian soldiers. The girls and Joe got started at Valley. That is the new school that the kids were starting in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. And parenthetically, Katie says, I cried. Tom is at the student mobilization conference in Oklahoma City. I have pneumonia. And thankfully, Norman is home. I pulled Jesus Calling, a devotional book, back out. And Katie only wrote one line from that, Be still and know that I am God. And then she writes, Oh, and there is the house showing at 1245. Hmm, what does Katie have control over? She makes a few notes about a medication that she was on and some questions that she wanted to ask her doctor at her next visit. And then she has what for me is probably the most memorable page of her entire last year's journal, where she simply writes out and lists off with check marks beside each of these statements. I trust you, Jesus, in the sale of our home. I trust you, Jesus, in a new move. I trust you, Jesus, with the kids and their move. I trust you with new friends for them. I trust you with my health. I trust you in your provision. Nothing is impossible for you, and nothing escapes your notice. You are the same yesterday, today, forever. You have always taken care of us. And then I turn to the last page of Katie's journal. She only has a couple of things that she's written down. On a Monday evening, undated, I've been very dozy today. It's hard to cough. It sounds like school went okay, as good as could be expected. Joe said that he ate lunch alone and played at recess alone. So we'll see about that. The girls said that the girls at school were friendly. And then Monday, January 11th, 2016. Dear Lord, We might have someone interested in our house. Wouldn't that be great? I have been so hammered by pneumonia. It is astounding. And those are the last words that Katie recorded in her journal. It is hard to reach the end of Katie's journals. Um, 
I feel that, and I know that many of you, especially those of you who knew Katie personally, but maybe those who have just been listening in on this podcast and you feel like you've come to know her um, and benefit from her words, it's hard to see her journals come to an end. Can I share a couple of thoughts with you? These are actually from notes that I took on a small notepad I kept by my bedside. Actually, I kept with me in the months after Katie passed away. This is from July 20th of 2016, roughly seven months after Katie had passed away. I was on a youth retreat with uh, the girls who were in high school, and Joseph was along as well. We were up in Canada, and Kayla, our oldest daughter, had asked one of the staff at Canadian Adventure for some recipes, and I just wrote this down. Kayla gathered recipes from Chris. She's adding to the collection that Katie left. This is such a good sign about Kayla, but it's an even better analogy. Life after a loved one passes must be like a recipe book or binder. You've got to keep adding to it. You come back to the best of what you've received, but you keep adding to it. That's what the cook would want for you, and that's what the cook would want from you. And if you knew Katie, you know she loved to serve a meal to people, whether it's her own kids or guests at our table. And I know that's what she wanted for our girls because she actually left them a letter behind just about cooking. And I think the analogy is there for us all. Uh, What Katie would want is, yes, for us to come back to hear from the best of what she had to share in her journals, but she would also want each of us to keep adding to it, not to think that uh, it's done, it's over, just because her journal is over. We keep adding to the best of what we've received, the best of what we have yet to learn. And I hope that that will be true for all of us who are listening in. And then I'll just share one other thought. uh, For me, it was from mid-November of the year that Katie passed away. And I simply wrote this. I have no idea what was going on in my life at the time. I just wrote a brief note in my notebook that said, If the ground is firm enough for you to walk on, then it is firm enough for you to fall on. Walk if you can. Collapse if you must. God is there regardless. That is as true for you as it was for me on November 18th of 2016. The ground is firm. Walk on it if you can. And if you can, it's okay to fall because God is there. It is um, hard to think that Katie's journals came to an end. It's sad on its own, and it left so many people, friends and family, and especially our kids, without one of the most influential voices that they had grown up on, or maybe one of the most influential voices that they'd ever known. But it's wonderful to know that Katie's life did not come to an end. Those who knew Katie... And those of you who know her Lord, Jesus, as your Savior, will hear her voice again. It hasn't fallen silent forever, only for a short time. 
And it's not simply that there's going to be a resurrection someday. I I hope that you all believe at least that much. Your life will not come to nothing. Your soul, that is yourself, is going to survive your body's death. That is why Jesus could say to the thief who was on the cross beside him, Today you will be with me in paradise. Their bodies were going to expire on those crosses, but their souls would go on living. And then, someday, their bodies would be reunited with their souls. For Jesus, that was only going to take three days. For the thief and for you and me, it might be 3,000 years. But someday, because Jesus is the resurrection and the life, our bodies will rise again. And that means that those of you who knew Katie will hear her voice again. Those of you maybe who have heard me reading her journals and never met her, you will meet her someday and hear her again. And she'll undoubtedly be telling you and me everything that she has discovered about life in the presence of her Lord, because that's just what she did. And I look forward to that day. I also want to let you guys know that though this first season of the podcast has come to an end, and Katie's journals have come to an end, I'm going to go on with this podcast. I'm going to turn back the clock a little bit. And the next season of this podcast is going to follow Katie through the first year of her diagnosis with cancer. I've been kind of thinking and even praying about whether this podcast should go on and what I should do if it did. And I feel like there are enough people who seem to be blessed by these words, Katie's words, that I want us to go backwards in time to the years 2009 um, when Katie was diagnosed with cancer. I think so many people are walking their own cancer journey or walking alongside a friend who is that it might be helpful or instructive to hear how Katie processed with the Lord and how she walked through life when she first learned that cancer was going to be a part of that life. And so that will be uh, the beginning of season two. I am going to take a brief break of a week or two to gather my thoughts and prepare for that next podcast. If you haven't heard from me in two weeks, you have my permission to harass me. But I look forward to joining you all again for There Are Good Things Here, season two. Thanks for joining me.